what's up everyone welcome to another panic attack with your host big john Ooh, just blue ashes everywhere uh moving my ashtray around a little bit for those of you on the podcast that just heard a noise so yeah i wear my star wars shirt every night to bed um hanging out here saw some things in the news cycle as I contort myself to unmute the computer um, <laughs> but so follow me on uh, Getter, Twitter or X I guess it is now and Truth Social at the real underscore Big John do all that like, share comment subscribe stuff and uh let's look into this well it was a good weekend to be an ohio state buckeyes fan they won literally at the last second one second left on the play clock or on the game clock and uh they had to kick off to notre dame um and they ended up winning Kind of an ugly game, but a, a win no less uh, against a quality opponent. You know, um, this NIL and uh, the transfer portal have really changed college football. And I like this head coach at Notre Dame. Uh, and Notre Dame is... I guess if I ranked my favorite college teams, they're my second favorite college football team. And it, college football is always better when Ohio State and Notre Dame are, are good. And uh, <clears throat> before the game, they were honoring Lou Holtz, who lives in the same, well, grew up in the same town I live in now. And uh, during the week, Coach Holtz mentioned the toughness of the Notre Dame players. Because uh, this was kind of a game Ohio State was expected to win, but it was going to be their first real test of the season. The test of their toughness mentally. And uh, Ryan Day was just going off. And I, I really liked the way... He talked about his team going into halftime, and he talked about his team at the end of the game. Uh, he mentioned at halftime he was pissed off at his team that they couldn't convert on some short yardage plays. And then after the game, he said, you know, Lou Holtz, how's our toughness now, or something like that. And so... He also said, it's always been and always will be Ohio versus the world. And when Ohio State won that first uh, undisputed national championship under the new playoff system in 2014, that was the thing about Ohio State. They just had a chip on their shoulder and just went out there and hammered people uh, to the point where... Uh, I was nervous about the Oregon Mighty Ducks. I thought Oregon was going to be too fast and their defensive line was going to be 
too big and too fast. And before halftime, I was starting to wonder if Oregon was going to have enough players left to finish the game because Ohio State was just knocking dudes out of the game. They were just beating on not and legally clean uh, football hits, you know, just pounding, pounding Oregon, and guys were getting helped off the field. Uh, not such a good day if you're a Raiders fan. They they blew another one um, against a very beatable Pittsburgh Steelers team, and you know there were these flashes of greatness. They just have not come together as a team yet. And, you know, Josh Jacobs missed a lot of preseason because of a holdout. Um, the Raiders didn't really play their best players during the preseason, which is kind of a new thing in the league. Uh, Mike Tomlin played all, plays all his, his starting players. And that kind of shows up in a game like this. But Jimmy Garoppolo is exactly what I thought he was before this season. Um, not a great quarterback. Uh, he has won. He, he does have the most playoff wins of current quarterbacks. But how he got from point A to point B... Um, really doesn't make sense and you know um, we'll see I, I just don't know at this point what to do doesn't seem like Josh McDaniel is a, a head coach doesn't seem like he knows how to make the plays make the calls manage the, uh, the clock at the end of a close game but anyways, that's not what I'm here to talk about. That was just some tidbits. Uh, <laughs> you got billions of dollars and millions of dollars exchanging hands here uh, between the United States and Ukraine and between <clears throat> the Biden crime, organized crime family, as it's being called now. And so... Before I get to this, looking at some 2024 presidential news, um, it's looking like Joe Biden, I don't understand how, but he will be the Democratic nominee. Uh, I, 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 I don't understand. But anyhow, um, there's a poll out that from NBC News, uh, at least that's where the article's from. It says an overwhelming majorities express concern about Biden and Trump ahead of 2024 race. So three quarters of voters say they're concerned about President Joe Biden's age and mental fitness. Nearly two-thirds have concerns about the multiple trials for uh, Donald Trump. A new national NBC News poll finds. 
casting a gloomy shadow over the upcoming 2024 presidential. Uh, let me post this to my, my social media here on Twitter, Getter, and, and uh, Truth Social at the real underscore Big John. Here's what I think about this. The concerns about Biden are 100,000% legitimate. Uh, anybody who's on new media, which most, I, I would say, a lot of Americans are, new media being, uh, you know, the podcast, Twitter, uh, Truth Social, Facebook, blah, blah, woof, woof, you, you know what I'm saying. Um, <clears throat> that's, that's the legitimate poll. They had to throw this part about Trump in to have something negative to say about Trump. Whether you like the guy or not, if you look into the these indictments, they're so far-fetched and so ludicrous. How do how does anyone take them serious? So many attorneys, if you watch um, watch Viva and Barnes, Viva, V-I-V-A, <laughs> and Barnes is spelled Barnes. You look that up on YouTube and you'll, and uh, Rumble, Let's, in fact, look them up on Rumble, uh, look up Viva and Barnes and they take these indictments apart and laugh at them. But that this poll, this article had to throw the Trump indictments in there to give you something negative to think about, about Donald Trump. That's what that was. It's called a smoke. It's called smoke and mirrors. It's called a dog and pony show. Hmm. So that's what I think of their poll. It's obvious, like I was saying, if. People are on new media. They're going to see the videos of Biden stumbling, mumbling, falling down for no reason. Uh, the, the muttering, the stammering of a senile person when he talks. That's the legit concern for the American people. <sighs> Obviously... Donald Trump cannot be president from a prison cell. So, yeah, that should worry some people. Um, it should worry all of us. But the fact that the indictments and trials are political hit jobs are the real concern in, as far as that goes. We'll move on here. Just wanted to throw that in there. Back to the recording. Look at this letter from Senator J.D. Vance. Uh, first of all, let's look at Ukraine, the war with Ukraine and Russia. We've already given $114 billion to Ukraine in uh, military aid, uh, economic aid, and humanitarian aid. Okay. Now Ukraine is asking for another 24 billion. 
Uh, and I, I imagine some of this is for the economy. Some of it is for security, a.k.a. the war. And some of this is for uh, humanitarian aid, you know, food, clothing, shelter for their people. Also, this this is cute. If the government does shut down, Ukraine will be exempt from being shorted on cash from the United States. Now, a few months ago, Biden just randomly gave a bunch more money to Ukraine. I'm like, where did that come from? Well, the Pentagon didn't disperse all the funds initially. So there was some left over, and that's where this money that Biden pulled out of his ass came from. But here's from uh, my Ohio Senator, J.D. Vance. I don't recognize Sherrod Brown as my senator, because he's a curly-haired asshole. So hold on, I gotta return a text from my mom. So, all right, back to podcasting now, Mom. Anyways, uh, so J.D. Vance is writing this letter to uh, Shalonda Young, Director of the Office of Management and Budget. Uh, Dear Director Young, we are in receipt of your August 10th, 2023 request for additional supplemental appropriations in which you ask Congress to provide another $24 billion in security, economic, and humanitarian assistance related to the war in Ukraine. Since the Russian invasion in 2022, of Ukraine, the United States has appropriated $114 billion. How much homelessness could you solve in this country with $114 billion? How many troops could you send to the United States southern border for $114 billion? Just thinking. Uh, supplemental funding for Ukraine and countries impacted by the situation in Ukraine. However, this amount does not reflect the full picture, which includes transferred and reprogrammed funds. The administration has requested additional authority. The presidential administration, the Biden administration, has requested authority uh, to transfer and reprogram funds in all five of its supplemental requests. The vast majority of Congress remains unaware of how much the United States has spent to date in total on this conflict, information which is necessary for Congress to prudently exercise its appropriations powers. So Congress remains unaware. That means the wool is being pulled over the eyes of Congress. And unless you really give a damn like J.D. Vance, you're unaware of what they're really doing. The dog and pony, the smoke and the mirrors. 
<clears throat> it's it is difficult to envision a beginning explanation for this lack of clarity. <laughs> so he's calling them out on being shady. He's calling them out for smoke and mirrors. But calling it lack of clarity is a nice way of doing that. The Department of Defense's recent $6.2 billion accounting error. <laughs> Isn't that lovely? Here's another lovely word for you. <clears throat> you accounting error on Ukraine Presidential Drawdown Authority, affectionately known as PDA, further underscores the need for greater transparency from the administration. <laughs> Whoops, we made a $6.2 billion F-up with taxpayer dollars. <laughs> when an executive department's accounting mechanism may be altered or replaced to permit the provision of an additional $6 billion in defense articles or services to foreign governments out of very roughly an overall authority of $25 billion. <clears throat> the Congress cannot make an accurate determination of the value of articles it might transmit to a foreign entity when voting on PDA limitations. So they're asking the Congress for more and more money when they're messing up the accounting <laughs> on the money that Congress already gave them. <laughs> that full letter is up on Getter, Twitter, and Truth Social at the real underscore Big John if you want to read further. Now, the other day, I saw this article, and uh, it, it was fitting, and, and I lost track of where it was, but I found something similar. Uh, it's now referring to the Biden family as the Biden Organized Crime Family. Uh, the headline I thought I saw said that Biden had received, or through the Biden uh, crime family and multiple LLC corporations, they had received upwards of $50 billion uh, when the initial estimates were more like $30 billion, or $30 million, excuse me. So used to saying billions and talking about Ukraine. So, <clears throat> you know, these pop-ups off here. The New York Post, nypost.com, and I'll post this to Twitter, Getter, and Truth Social. Uh, members of the president's family accepted in excess of $40 million from foreign nationals in exchange for favorable policy decisions. House Oversight Committee James Comer suggested Wednesday. Comer noted that of the six policy decisions, four of them were made while Biden was president early on, where we cannot come in, come to any other conclusion as to why these decisions are made 
other than the fact that the president promised. <clears throat> this was organized crime. There's no other way to define it, Comer said. So, you know, that just makes me sit here and go, how much of this 25 or 24 billion uh, and the other billions of dollars that we've given to Ukraine is coming back to the Bidens? I, I mean, you know, hunters out there taking these trips on Air Force Two to foreign countries and making business deals, the money gets transferred into a Biden family member's LLC bank account and then funneled back through the Biden family to the other members. Uh, ever hear of the mafia? Because that's how they worked. A guy on the street would make a deal and then the family would get its cut and you know so on and so forth and that money was spread out uh hmm. yeah sounds like organized crime to me maybe they should be brought up on the rico act and not the trump campaign i don't know you know and what the hell intelligence does and intelligence i mean secrets Intel, dirt, mud, muckraking, garbage. What what does Zelensky have on the Biden family? Uh, do they have Hillary's server? Because remember when Hillary Clinton's uh, supposedly bleached and whitewashed and whatever computer server with the thousands of emails went missing it supposedly ended up in Ukraine uh, there's a hard drive or a server from the DNC that supposedly contained information about the Russian hoax that went missing and that is also rumored to be in Ukraine is Zelensky in possession of this stuff and he's blackmailing <laughs> the Bidens for this uh, to keep this quiet, that's going way down a conspiracy path. But right now with this bunch, this Biden family, you don't know. The son's a crackhead. I read his daughter's, bot, uh, his daughter's diary. Uh, and this poor Ashley girl was sexualized at a young age by a relative, she said. She said that her her father showered with her at an age which was probably not appropriate. Uh, experts say by Hunter's sexual exploits that he's videotaped and photographed himself participating in, it looks like he was probably somehow sexualized as a child. So you expect me not to think that some of these billions of dollars that are being sent to Ukraine or coming back to the Bidens? You expect me not to think <clears throat> that maybe Zelensky or other people in the Ukrainian government have some dirt they have they're dishing on Biden and are, and are look <sighs> slow myself down. And Zelensky's like, look, I want Russia out of my country. 
I don't have any money. My country's been shut down by the Russians. Keep feeding me money or else <laughs> you're going to jail. Even, I mean, you put Biden in jail and tell him it's Disneyland. He's so out there, he ain't gonna know. But anyways, keep in mind while I'm muttering this out, there was a government, a president, um, <clears throat> sorry, it's, it's running sinus season here in Ohio. So, when Obama was president, we had a puppet government we propped up in Ukraine. I shouldn't say we, I, I didn't have anything to do with it. But the Obama administration propped up a dirty, corrupt government in Ukraine. And Biden was part of that. Remember, you're not getting a billion dollars unless you fire the SOB. Well, I'll be damned. Six hours later, he got fired. That's quid pro quo, that's blackmail, that's corruption, and we have it on video. I don't know, Cousin Eddie. It's like I fell into a well, my eyes went crossed, I got kicked by a mule, they went back normal. I don't know. Uh, you know, they had the, this perfect, remember the perfect phone call from Trump? When he was asking... President Zelensky, you know, him and Zelensky came into office about the same time. Uh, both reality TV stars in their respective countries, right? And Trump said, hey, Zelensky, look into these dealings with the Obama administration and the last administration in your country and see if there was something fishy going on. And they tried to impeach Trump over the, the most beautiful, most wonderful, most perfect phone call in the history. I'm talking like Trump now. The most beautiful, perfect phone call in, in history. Two heads of state, newly elected, talking to one another. So I'll leave you with that food for thought, folks. Uh, God bless y'all. Pray for one another. Uh, just learned a, a friend of mine and a great person, a big fish in a small town, uh, passed away today and um, really got to gotta love one another, man. Love one another because love comes from God. See you next time. <laughs>